Hey everyone, it's Nick. And Adam. Uh, and <laughs> we wanted to break in here. Break in. Uh, to tell you about uh, what's going on with uh, the King James Virgin podcast yeah. and uh, future podcast plans. Well, you've probably noticed in the last few weeks that there's been, uh, it's been Nick and I doing a lot of the episodes, just the two of us. You may notice that uh, somebody is mostly missing. Yeah. And we kind of wanted to talk about it and uh, talk about the future. Yeah. So, um, Alan is a busy human and yes. father um, of two now, children yeah. now. New, Newly-ish. Uh, well, literally right at the pandemic, like he got dropped to, like, here's a pandemic and here's a child. Good yeah. luck. Um, or and, a second child, I should say. Yeah. And uh, at longtime listeners of this, of this show will know that uh, our format currently requires the most preparation and effort from Alan. Yes. Um, he's and like spending at least two or three hours rereading stuff that he's not necessarily like stoked to read. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, as he's getting uh, busier and as Adam and I have uh, continued to uh, release shows that, you know, we hope that you've enjoyed listening to. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we've, we've <laughs> we had fun try making. Not to do content that people hate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we, we have realized like Adam and I like spending time with you yeah. all each week and we don't want that to stop um, just because one of us is missing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that uh, we I, I hope I'm not speaking for you, but but I feel that um, I, I would prefer to uh, touch base with our listeners on a weekly basis as we have been kind of keep things mostly the same. But there's also if if Adam and I had started a podcast today right. by ourselves, I don't think that religion would be a fundamental part of that. No, conceit. no, 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 no. And I think we've talked about it. it. It's in earlier episodes. Well, I think it's on specifically the Jacob and Esau episode where we talk about where the impetus for the whole podcast came from was literally Alan and I making jokes about Bible stories that were just flying so far over Nick's head that he was just staring at us like we're idiots. Yeah. Um, and so that, that conceit. And the is, same is true today. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, although more and more, we'll say something and Nick just like, oh, I get that now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or he'll come to us as like, by the way, I watched this like B movie yeah. and they made a reference. This makes sense now. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think we would have. I don't think you and I necessarily, well, I mean, like the three of us don't naturally just talk about the Bible. No, it doesn't. Most of the time. It doesn't typically come up. So um, we are, uh, the idea here is that we are going to kind of wind things down on King James Virgin. Um, and, and to be fair, we're also getting close to running out of like big Bible stories. Sure. Um, and, um, so rather than scraping the bottom of the barrel, right. Um, or uh, doing more like conservative uh, Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Like politics. pull teeth with weird things that we never really wanted to deal with in the first place. I think like our mandate was literally no jeans in, in church was like, that was the point we were all like, yeah, yeah. you know, pull the shoot right. out of this thing. Yeah. Um, so, um, we're going to, uh, do some Christmas episodes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we are going to ask that you stay tuned to this feed for obviously more information about what we're doing going forward. Um, but also I think that there will be some future King James Virgin surprises. Yeah. Like mini series. Yeah. Mini series. Series I. <laughs> and I don't know what the plural of series <laughs> yeah. is. And, uh, <laughs> if you do enjoy hanging out with us every week, the way that I feel about, you know, 
appearing in your uh, headphones every week. Yeah. Um, I would encourage you to likewise uh, follow um, Adam and I on our next adventure. Yeah. Um, and we don't know. We have we have a couple of ideas that we're fleshing out. Yeah. Um, we're, we're basically going to find a way to talk about more things, <laughs> things that we are interested in. There will probably be some pop culture things. There will probably be some historical things. There will probably be some Bible things, unfortunately. There will probably be some Bible things. Um, and it'll actually also free us up to add a lot more guests who we've wanted to have on who don't have any context. Yeah, have not been able to talk about the Bible, but want to talk about other things with right. us. Um, fascinating people that uh, we want to introduce you to. Oh, and I'm, I'm sure that people you've, you've heard, like, we'll definitely, uh, Evie probably won't do Catholic Corner. Well, she, hell, we might do Catholic Corner, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll definitely have Evie on. Yeah. And, and Will will probably want to weigh in at some point on yeah. all of these things. Um, and um, there will probably be some sort of uh, fictional element, maybe, to our next series. Ooh. Little known fact, people, Nick actually went to college on a drama scholarship that he did not use. Correct. Uh, and uh, Cash that check, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say cha-ching, but like... It, yeah, it didn't, turns out it didn't go to me. It was like a cha. Um, so in summary, um, I definitely want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for listening to a podcast that I'm pretty sure we didn't think had any audience and uh the fan interaction has been so awesome um uh and so we'll be winding things down here on this feed um but stay tuned for more on um what adam and i do in the future uh and for more king james virgin uh yeah mini series and things like that special special episodes uh occasionally i hope that there are a handful of you who might follow us along just because you enjoyed yeah. uh, our company um and uh if you find the new thing and and think well this is not for me then that's totally fine too it no it will no, be a i will thing. not accept that you <laughs> must like everything we make yeah <laughs> um, but we wanted to to plant the seed now yeah. um and uh, let's get on with you. it, shall we? Yeah, yeah let's totally. do it. Virgin, where my friends Alan and Adam recount Bible stories from their childhoods to me. I've never heard them before. My name is Nick. And my name is Adam. So we go from um, the Bond villain. Good God. Like, I re-listening to it while I was editing it. Gee, there was things I forgot. There was so much yeah. Bond villainy. Yeah. I will stand by. He has a weather machine. Yes. So, well... And if you don't know what we're talking about, check out the Pat Robertson <laughs> yeah. episode. It's entertaining as fuck. Yeah. So we and I feel like in our pillars series, we've kind of ramped up in terms of ridiculousness. Definitely. Um, yeah. Just the bulk of information and batshit crazy stuff. Because well, it, it, it also ramped hard because Russell Kirk <laughs> was just kind of like boring conservative professor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then like uh What's his butt? I totally forgot. Uh, Fallwell. Jerry yeah. Fallwell. I was going to say Jim. I was like, yeah, you start to ratchet it up. But like, he got okay. like, he got pretty crazy pretty quick. Right. And then like Pat Robertson just like lit the fuse and launched into the stratosphere. Yeah. Um, so we're going to ramp back down. Oh, okay. Um, in, in several ways. <laughs> this is a uh, denouement. <laughs> yeah. It, we're also going back in time. This is, oh. I, for some reason I thought of this series as a four part series. And then I was like, shit, how do you pick four? 
people um, because you can pick, you know, sure without without specifically dealing with like lifelong politicians right. or, you know, people who are just politics people yeah. like people who have had like I'm kind of trying to focus on people who've knowingly or unknowingly had an influence on you know, conservative politics and like moved it in a certain direction with us, like maybe more than they necessarily had intention to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, it's, it's difficult. So I had a pool of people that I wanted to kind of choose from. And when it came to the last one, I had wanted to do it, uh, uh, chronologically. And then I was like, well, shit, I think that this guy is important enough that we should talk about him. And also, uh, kind of in classic KJV style. Um, I thought it was time that we actually like, we need to bring a Catholic into this. Oh, all right. Fair, <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Um, so we are talking about GK Chesterton today. Oh, okay. Uh, Interesting. Do you, do you know about Chesterton? Uh, I, bits and pieces. Chesterton is one of those people that gets quoted a lot. Um, kind of in the same way that like the Buddha would get, yeah, quoted okay. in, yeah, yeah. and and like, but That's by such a funny comparison by non-religious people. Okay, like you know, there's people who are like pseudo Buddhists, <laughs> yeah, where they're yeah, not yeah. like they don't really subscribe to it. But if they like, they say, well, if you pin me down, I mean, I guess I'm kind of a Buddhist, right? He, um, as you'll see, yeah, Chesterton has like a clever boy thing about him, where sure. lots of his writings and speeches are like infinitely Confucius-esque quotable. Yes. And that's kind of the the vibe. He, he's very, very quotable and he's very, very like um, artistic Christians use him a lot in, in, okay, in so, talks. Uh, yeah. If perfect. that makes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that was my relationship with him. I don't know anything beyond that. Yeah. It's one of those things that like, if you were to pin me down on, I'd be like, I shouldn't be quoting this guy because I actually don't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. But I like these, I like these five things that I've heard. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you, uh, that your awareness is that because that's kind of the angle here that this guy has kind of like proliferated, um, despite like, um, kind of like the Russell Kirk thing Mm -hmm. without like really, I don't get the sense that he was like actively pushing ideology. Like, this man no. was a writer and poet and columnist and critic. And so he was writing, th- you know, like, yes, I, I don't think that he had any um, agenda. Like n- arch. Yeah, cer- certainly not like an evil agenda or like whatever, you know, but but I think that um, like with Russell Kirk, it's very easy for people to hold him up as, you know, like in quotes or whatever sure. as like, oh, there's this guy that existed in the 1800s who right. believed this um, and appears to be smart. Right. So I'm likewise smart. It's interesting because I, in my brain, so I, I know, I've, I think we've talked about this too, but like there's chunks of my brain that's, that haven't realized that I'm not a Christian anymore mm-hmm. or like I don't subscribe to that, an, an ideology yeah. around. And so like every once in a while I just like stumble upon these like pockets of you're know, like, oh, Right. Uh, and this is one of them where like, I would think I would have put Chesterton, like my, my feelings towards Chesterton are like liberal Christian. And okay. I have no idea if that's actually like, I'm, I'm a little, cons- I'm a little like, there's part of me that's apprehensive that you're going to like debuse, disabuse me of debuse, disabuse of me of like positive 
thoughts around him. Like I, I think if you like, if you just said, Hey Adam, I just was, I, uh, you know, like this book popped up. Do you know anything about Chesterton? I would say like, Oh, he's probably something that I would still agree with as I'm reading in the same way that like, sure. I agree with most of the writings, like the, 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 the speed uh, the, the teachings of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I still like ideologically go. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't agree with this. Yeah. He's, um, well, you don't have to worry about like any like secret diamond mines or like dealings with uh, right. brutal dictators necessarily. No, here. but I am worried that he's going to go like, I mean, I don't know, like uh, the the man is the head of the household and, and women should all be subservient or mm. some shit like no, that. No, there's really very little. There's there's some controversy that we'll get to, but um, for the most part, not. OK, um, uh, which is why I say is boring. Like, come on, bring on the controversy, right. bring on the, the muck. I'm interested to see how he's used by conservatives because that that's again my my brain is like i think of him as liberal christian sure yeah yeah and that's just maybe that's just because that's the people who used his quotes were liberal christians yeah in my in my personal life right um it's an interesting brand of conservatism i'll say okay um and uh so uh yeah so uh, Chesterton uh, lived from 1874 to 1963. Oh, um, okay. He's he, older than I thought he was. He, or, you know, further back. Right. Um, yeah, as I said, uh, he was a Catholic, but he was a convert to Catholicism uh, from Anglicanism. Um, oh, so, I mean, not. <laughs> yes, but it's uh, the same fucking church. Yes, a, but he had very unkind things to say about Anglicans as he uh, proceeded in his career. I mean, that's such a splitting hair. It's the same fucking church. Just you have the king instead of the pope. Like it's the same. It's, it's the same fucking whatever. Um, I feel like there's a trend here. One of uh, conversion um, in the people sure. that I've named. Um, and uh, two. Well, I guess in a lot of the people that we talked about, there have been like kind of interesting like um, atheist or agnostic things going on in their families and, and things like that, maybe even themselves. Yeah. Um, what I think is, uh, interesting about him, uh, as a young man, um, again, this is, you know, late 1800s. Uh, he had a whole phase of being fascinated with the occult and, um, really? Yeah. And, and I mean, that is like timeline wise, that's very Crowley. Like, Oh, absolutely. Timeline that, that makes sense. You know what I mean? And what I think is funny about um, some of the descriptions of uh, like what he was into when in, in, when it came to the occult, you can tell the uh, the kind of sources for this material because of what they consider occult. Um, okay. Like he even experimented with a Ouija board. Okay. You know, like whoa, this guy was deep. What's weird about that, like, it's very funny looking at the the Ouija board specifically. Yes. Because, like, the way that I was raised yeah. was that this, the Ouija board w- was akin to, like, in this, is, is in the same, like, vein as voodoo dolls or in, in um, like, tarot reading or uh, I'm trying to think of other... Uh, so, same vein. Grimoires and spell casting and that was the like and frankly probably D D. Yeah. It was all kind of in this pool of of like if you're gonna like bundle it in mm-hmm. a uh like levels of evil as well as like like things. Uh-huh. Um the funny thing is, is like being out of it for a certain length of time is like this is a it's literally a Parker Brothers game. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like 
And once you like, it's like, this was a product like Coca-Cola right. or Monopoly, I guess yeah. is probably like, it takes a bit of like a, the a like cheap consumer product. Yes. It takes a bit of the like, <laughs> like, uh, mystique and gravitas. Yeah. The same way that like D and D is or whatever. You yes. Know. Um, but the funny thing about it is like, so it takes the like devil out of it, but adds a new level of evil from corporate, like corporate evil as like my, so my, my personal political oh, life start kicking okay. in and I'm cool. going like, Oh, I do still find you evil, but that's not funny. for the reasons. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, so growing up then you would, if you had like friends that were playing with a Ouija board. So this is what's interesting. Uh, it, <sighs> There's party line and then there's like pra- pragmatic yeah. dogma going on here. So party line is that uh, you are you are channeling a connection to the devil. OK. And that is uh, at best uh, <laughs> tempting fate and at worst uh, inviting devil possession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adventists do believe in devil possession, though they don't like. So Adventists, Adventists are very academic as as far as like Christianity goes. And so like there's a lot of disbelief, but there's belief. There is this like superstition around the edges that 90, 99.9% of all like devil worship and like speaking in tongues and all of the like spiritual warfare shit is overhyped. But there's this like fringe that really is happening. Like, and usually (laughs) like, because it's where, you know, white people are racist just like like the deep heart of Africa, there are still these devil practices going on. Like that's the right implication that is kind of floated out there. I mean, we, we saw that in the rock documentary or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, Oh shit. There's like, I mean, it's so uh, tangent. We, I remember being sit in a set. Have I talked to you about how like the, the rock music talks that I had as a kid specifically about dancing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Where yes. like the, the, the emphasis of the, the one and the, th- yep. the three versus the two and the four and like the swaying back to side to side versus swaying. It, like yep. it having, having to do like the roots were all from uh, tribal dances from Africa. And like as a kid, I didn't put the connection like, oh, this is like this is like secondary racism. Right. Yeah. Because you are instilling this uh, belief into children who are who can easily make the logical jump that this is bad. They are bad. Right. Yeah. Or and, and that's the or and it's, it's all like at that level of. So like if I was a college student, I would make that jump and then could have logically t- thought about it. Sure. But as a, you know, 10 year, 11 <laughs> year old, I make that connection, but like subconsciously, but don't make it consciously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's which to me is more insidious because it plants these seeds of of superiority and of like of racist content yeah and without then, me really yeah totally being aware of it so shit like this comes out even now i will have like impulses towards things and not know what the root of it is yeah. and then if i you know but i have to spend like self-reflection going yeah. why am i feeling that africa is evil <laughs> you know yeah, yeah and then i have to go down three or four layers and go like, fuck this has been yeah Anyway, shit like that is that's why therapy in this podcast exists. 100 percent. Yeah. Um, all that being said, uh, the, the Ouija board thing, like. I think my parents specific attitude was it like it's bullshit, <laughs> but don't tempt. Let's not tempt fate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like. Right. I'd, I'd hate to give my blessing to you to play this game with your friends if by chance you accidentally 
did get the devil inside of you. Right. Yeah. That was kind of the, the implication. Like we don't think that this really has any power. There's also like, uh, just at another like weird level, like, did you read American Gods by Neil Gaiman? No. Okay. The the idea behind it is that all of the gods are powered by belief. Mm-hmm. So you you basically a power or a god doesn't have power without followers. And okay. so the idea is that all of the old gods are dying out and all the new gods of like internet and entertainment and you know are are rising up to be more powerful because mm-hmm. no one's believing in Odin anymore. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the gist of it. I've always said that's a damn shame. Yes, for <laughs> sure. Um but conceptually, there's a little bit of that underneath this too. Like these things don't have power unless you believe that they have power. Yeah. So like the Ouija board doesn't mean anything unless you believe it means something. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's an intentionality and that sort of thing. Yeah. That I think that that's where like, if you believe you're trying to connect to the devil, you could connect to the devil. Yeah. I think is the. I don't the, necessarily sorry. want to make this the Ouija board episode. No, but like. The Chesterton episode. Although Ouija boards are more interesting. So to date, have you ever played on a Ouija board? No. Uh, no, but I, 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 have obs- I obsess about over them. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, Aww. in the same way that obsessive, like collecting tarot cards sure. and, this, yeah, and yeah. I obsess over like voodoo dolls. Like I own voodoo dolls. I own, I've never played with a Ouija yeah, board, yeah. but I have like different, like I've got prints of Ouija boards. Yeah. Um, and I've looked on Etsy and almost purchased like really beautiful hand carved yeah. stuff. Um, uh, like in the Man. same, so in the same vein, the reason that Jumanji terrified me as a kid was it's basically like a more interactive Ouija board. Sure. Totally. Uh, and like the, f- that I, <laughs> I almost spent a thousand dollars on a replica replica of the, uh, the Jumanji board. Oh shit. And then like finally talked myself out of it by going, this is almost a thousand dollars on right. a, like not even a toy. Yeah. A, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and not even like original prop. Cause right. like, nor even like a good board game. No, you can't <laughs> play it. Like it's just a thing you have on your shelf. Yeah. But like, that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, like the way that I've, the way that's manifested into me is I'm obsessed with media around it. Yeah. And st- I love the stories sure. around it. I like, I love Crowley. I love, yeah. I mean like when I was looking at doing a brewery, I was literally going to call it like secret society and base it on like a cult imagery. Yeah. So anyway. I have never played uh, with a Ouija board either. And I can't ever like, I don't think I was ever even around like, uh, I think that was just like not relevant anymore. I, also, I think it's slightly more relevant now, maybe. Um, and that there's like witch Instagram. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, that. But they also think it was older than us. Yeah. Like, I think it was like, Gen- sorry, I'm not calling out witch Instagram. Uh, honestly, y- y- love you. Don't yeah, come yeah, yeah. after me. No, but like <laughs> it, it may be more in vogue. Yes, totally. Yeah. Uh, but in the same, like, I think it was a little bit older than me in the same way that like D and D had kind of fallen out of favor by the time, like D and D's heyday was when I was, you know, a toddler. Mm hmm. You know, and so like it, I only came to D&D later yeah. in the same way that I think like Ouija boards were more like late 70s, early 80s. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that that has more to do with it. Uh, our, our Ouija board was like the net where like you might <laughs> click on a, 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 a you know, it, it was all like government conspiracy theories by like, you know, accidentally clicking onto a weird symbol and connected to the NSA somehow uh, and yeah, like yeah. being chased by the state. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think that's honestly like culturally the, the equivalent. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
Aside from that, there's really nothing interesting about this young man's career. Um, okay. So we're going to skip straight to um, Chesterton as he is known, um, which is a fatso. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> like his defining characteristic was weight? I mean, there's a lot of like caricatures and stuff of him. Um, his weight does play like his his other like famous cohorts or whatever would constantly joke and write about his weight at one point, like in like some society paper or something, there was like, uh, somebody was describing a very loud crash and, um, said, quote, it was a sound like GK Chesterton falling onto a sheet of tin. (laughs) Just like, damn shots fired. Damn. With no like, ouch. Yeah. And, and like using that as like, well, everybody knows this guy's a fat. Right. They, they don't recognize that. So here's the, I have a theory mm-hmm. that I, that I've just come up with to right now. Yeah. Uh, anybody who goes by initials only instead of a first name mm-hmm. overweight. Oof. Uh, okay. I, I don't have any evidence <laughs> one way or the other. Um, and I am nervous to wade into that water. I mean, yes, I may, here's what it may be. Yeah. Like it also seems like it's a rich person in the twenties, idea definitely you know and like so then you get into just like well he well, was well, well fed exactly well yeah. he had he had he had food he wasn't wasting away totally. so maybe that's but like because you said gk chesterton like mm-hmm. in my brain he was uh, like a larger gentleman mm-hmm. um yeah so uh picture the large gentleman uh picture these like tarp sized tweed jackets and cap <laughs> Um, and a walking (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, uh, we're still like, like firing shots, like 60 years. I gotta get it in where I can in this episode, (laughs) man. Uh, he always carried a walking stick and was usually known to be like chomping on a cigar. So it's Winston Churchill. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was six, four. And do you want to guess his weight? Six foot four. Yeah. Oh shit. So he was giant as well. Like he's just like a huge imposing linebacker. Yeah. Uh, So you say he's large and he's six, four. So I've said he's large. 300 286. Okay. Um, so that's a, you know, yeah, but yes, tall. That's a big man. That's a, a giant human. Um, uh, do you know how many stone that is? Oh, I did look this up. Like a stone is like 27 pounds or something. So I'm going to say like, 10, 11 stone, 20 stone, six. I'm my, uh, my calculations were not correct. <laughs> um, so, um, okay. So he is basically at the time he is Edwardian England's most eloquent advocate for, um, distributism. Um, is that the precursor to socialism? So kind of, and this is where it gets both interesting and confusing because, um, because unlike Kirk, um, Chesterton was interested in economics. Oh, politics. Yeah. yeah or yes. Yeah. Uh, economics. But, but. Um, so yeah, you'll remember that Kirk was basically devoid, uninterested. His, his theories didn't touch that. What's interesting is distributism. Do you want to give me a quick primer? Cause I'm assuming yeah. it's like, we need to distribute the wealth, but amongst everybody. Yeah. So it's. It's interesting and confounding at the same time to me Uh, as a card carrying socialist. This is this is fascinating. Yeah. Um, So. Well, this feels like proto uh, proto socialism. Yes. Which, um, you know, Evie was quick to remind me, like at the time was not not 
uh, well, but not an unpopular idea. Oh, you know, you okay. you have you have a strong working class developing who is yes. seeing that things are starting to tip. Yeah, but ironically, I actually think that like socialism makes more sense in those in that case versus a distributism because distributism doesn't require a working force. Distributism literally. Well, again, I am going by the the name yeah, alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, because like socialism by its nature is mm-hmm. saying that the, the the means of production are owned by the workers yeah. versus by, the, by yeah. the the elite and so like industrial revolution feels like the first thought is like wait why is that guy who's not working hard making yeah. three times as much as we are yeah which they didn't realize like that goes from three times to 25 times to like several thousand times yeah but whatever <laughs> right um but before you get to like, I actually feel like distributism might be a step further where you're like, regardless of whether or not you work in this factory, our wealth should be distributed. You are correct. The, um, the biggest, um, this is the shit that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So the biggest linchpin here is that the, so the problem he says with socialism, let's say, okay. is that that is inherently a governmental reform. Oh, I see why this. And is so there's a religious okay. angle here, which does not mix. So there's a skepticism of of governmental socialism. Yeah, and so you take that out of the picture and you say that is not their role at all. The government's role shouldn't be in this at all. Yeah, I see. So it's, we, liber- it's libertarianism. We need yes. Or, uh, you know, libertarianism would be more strictly like individualistic in a way. But it's it's Christian. So this is Christian libertarianism. Yeah. Like, and where, so like, where does yeah, that yeah, power yeah. lie? Well, it could lie in the church. It, yeah. The church could fill that. Could yeah. Yeah. Redistribute wealth and, and whatever or or organizations. Let's but no, say, but literally, know. I was going to say literally this is like when I was in college, this is Christian libertarianism. Sure. Like this is the idea that uh, government doesn't like cannot like the idea is so that like it's very it's interesting because like libertarianism on its face doesn't mix well with christianity (laughs) like it it flies in the face and like the individualism the right the self the inherent selfishness of libertarianism like directly conflicts with with christ yeah and so the way that they would get around it would be like no this is a this is a political statement of of selfish and individualism so that the church and and uh and um like social, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, not like non-for-profits and uh, charities. Yeah. That's the word I was trying to get yeah. to. Uh, right. will, will do the distribution labor. And that's what they're there for because people are more, like the, the idea is that people are inherently more quote unquote good than the government. Yeah. I would argue isn't, it turns out that individuals when they're not being watched tend to be more evil than individuals who like inherently turn the scrutiny of the world back on themselves. But yeah. whatever, that's a different, no, th- this makes a ton more sense. Like this is, it's the same fucking, it's, it's, it's the same fucking idea. It's, it is conservatism. I get right. It. Well, and, and, and so that's, that's, ac- this is the, and I'm, and I'm really glad that you have seen this in your own life because that's actually why I chose this as the fourth pillar, because I feel like this is actually really important. Yeah. Like a, a religious person advocating for this actually like a, made it made a really big impact um well you don't I mean christianity doesn't accept ayn rand unless you get this angle right like exactly. it really doesn't and so and what's also funny to me is that now you get in the world of conservatism you do have a skepticism of big socialism in government 
and but also while paying no attention to distributing anything to anyone. Right. No, you completely <laughs> lost. Well, no. See, that's the thing is the assumption is that that's what churches and charities are doing. It's the crazy. The, the, the weird thing about it is it's the same thing is happening. It's like watching Democrats versus like Democratic Socialists. Yeah. Or uh, social democracies are like it, it's the same thing where you're assuming that shit's being done yeah. that you wanted to be done. Yeah. Like I assume by like, I'm going to vote so that my, I'm not spending money uh, to the government. The government is because they are bad at it. So I'm going to give my tithes and offering to the church so they can do good and redistribute wealth. Yep. And I've no, I have abdicated responsibility <laughs> because it's done. And the flip side of that is like, is a liberal version where you're like, no, the church has done nothing but harm in this world. So I'm going to be giving as like more of my percentage to the government so they can distribute it, but I don't have to watch it at all. And I will not be involved and I've abdicated responsibility and it's the same fucking problem where inherently what you've done is given it to unscrupulous people, right? Because you're not involved and like, absolutely the the act of responsibility is like, Oh, turns out what we actually need to do is either, either everybody needs to like pay attention, which Mm -hmm. turns out doesn't work. (laughs) Or we need to set up so many checks and checks and balances that you actually may, it's difficult to actually get into corruption. Yes. Anyway, yeah, this was I mean, not this is isn't necessarily where we wanted to go with this. No, this is this is great. I, I um, it's interesting to me because like reading his stuff and, you know, reading critics of his uh, or, or contemporaries even. It's funny because I had coming at it from a perspective of not being ever in mm-hmm. uh, and among Christians. Yeah, I um, I just had a feeling that this was was important and without like without while it being like very like almost clinical and devoid of anything super like meaty yeah there was just something in me that was like "Ah, this feels very radical and important um and and important enough that there is a through line to today correct i think this also is specifically important to Adventists because of the separatism. Sure. Um, and there is an inherent distrust of the government yeah. um, in Adventism and the idea that the end times are going to be precipitated by both the Catholics and the, the right. Yeah. Uh, Funny that this is coming from a Catholic. There is some weird irony in there. <laughs> um, but like, I think there is an attraction to libertarian. And, and I, but the problem is like libertarianism, the, the tea party, which is a weird statement to say, but ruined libertarianism. Yeah. Cause like hard and true, not hard and true, but you know, like <laughs> there was like kind of two branches libertarian. There was like, don't take my gun libertarians. And then there was like these intellectual, like sure. Philosophical libertarians. Totally. Man. I talk about this all the time because we live in a place where there's a lot of, uh, Island people, um, mm-hmm. who have, uh, many of whom have intentionally little contact with, the outside world with, with people. Yeah. And, um, but also because of, you know, islands, yeah. uh, you are forced to occasionally enter society. Um, and, uh, and so I, I end up interacting with a lot of these people as a store owner. Right. And, um, what's funny is that a lot of, you know, like there are people that I guarantee you have like crazy libertarian signs on their property. Right. Um, their massive property. Right. Uh, and you know, they'll come in and launch into a political rant and I'm like, hell yeah, hell yeah, man. 
preach. And then suddenly like, as I'm, as I'm just like nodding and just agreement, then I realize like, whoa, no, 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 yeah, no, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> um, because we've, we've veered, yes. and it's, but it is, it is weighted like, you know, 75%. And then it's just like, but yeah. then you just like, uh, and I feel like maybe like the tea party, like found a vulnerability there and just like twisted. Yep. Yeah. No, it's, it, it, it definitely is that. Cause like it became this like, I don't even know how to like, cause like I remember watching all of the footage of tea party rallies and go, looking at the crowd and going like seven, like if you're like, and I should say just uh, like putting all my cards on the table, like I, for a uh, good two, three years, I was hard libertarian, like, and like mm -hmm. into like full on anarcho capitalist. Mm -hmm. Like I just wanted to like, you know, remove all restrictions <laughs> from everything. Like wrote, like it was, it was like, I was listening to libertarian podcasts. I was all about the free state project in New Hampshire. Whoa. Uh, like, yeah, you know, Oh, it's an, it's a, not the best. So memories. now our next podcast will be uh, <laughs> unloading all of that baggage. Uh, it did. It, 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 weirdly, that's, I don't have any like, sure. I just, yeah. I woke up one day and was like, this is fucking selfish <laughs> and doesn't work when at, at any macro level. Like, I think this may have worked when you were like fur trappers, uh -huh. but like, <laughs> like if I'm fundamentally going to believe this, then I can go to nor no company that has an LLC. Yeah. Uh, I, which I, I think was part of it that I was like forming my own LLC to do a design company. <laughs> it was like, mm. wait, if I have, if I'm doing it at this level mm. and like how many of the stores around here that I want to frequent, like I can't buy groceries cause Safeway is definitely uh -huh. a massive corporation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't <laughs> like, I can't use roads cause those are <laughs> anyway, yeah. it had some problems. Uh, that's why, uh, I first met Adam in a ditch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just me walking adjacent to all of the roads. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's my, my, no, this is much further. It wasn't a city ditch. It was a ditch of his own creation. creation. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought all of the land. Like I bought a one foot strip everywhere yeah. to just be able to get my own right. Of a, yeah. And and good God, did I defend it? And my <laughs> first words to you were, hello, sir. That's a nice ditch. <laughs> and I said, thank you. Blossoming friendship. Why are you, now. why are you on the road? Yeah, right. Yes. And then he cocked <laughs> his gun and I ran away. Uh, but no, we, I was, I remember watching footage of like tea party rallies and like looking at 75% of the crowd and going like all of you people, according to Ayn Rand are, are leeching off the system. <laughs> and, and like, it was this weird, like, and I was already out of it for a, a ways and be going yeah. like, you guys don't believe in libertarianism because libertarianism is basically saying that like is, is hard survival of the fittest. And there's like 25% of the people in that, in that crowd that could survive, you know, overnight outside. Right. And if you're in a wheelchair, you're fucked. If you have a disease, you're fucked. If you're like <laughs> any, like you yeah. have any, any like non, like non ideal yeah. trait, you're fucked by, uh, by it. And so like, it just doesn't hold it. It doesn't hold. Yeah. Any, I guess all this is to say is uh, Chesterton would have been out because of his weight. <laughs> like. <laughs> sure. Um, well, so that's like really when we talk about the politics, that's the big thing. Um, and so the other stuff is just kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, the uh, he created the first fictional priest detective. Um, <laughs> named Father Brown. You are so puzzled and like a little bit disgusted. Well, I'm trying to think. I think Father Brown is a like a BBC trope. Like it's a it's a series that keeps popping up. So yeah, his whole thing is like solving crimes and then like going off with the criminal in his priestly role of like recognition and repentance. Got it. That, that angle. 
Christian media sucks because <laughs> every single one of them has like, like even when they're like really good, the denouement is, is like object lessons is denouements suck. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Talking about him being a very clever boy. He was known as the Prince of Paradox. Okay. Um, and so his, you mentioned like his quotes. Yeah. A couple of his quotes are things like the worst part about being an educated man is receiving an education. Or wait, wait, no, no. the thing I love most Hold. about writing is not writing. Hey. Real head scratchers. That know? one, the last one is just, that's contrarian to be a dick. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, you know, like, I love it. Best, like, best part about my job is when I get to go home. Adam, he's a clever boy. But the first one, hold on a second. <laughs> the worst part about being an educated man is receiving an, an education. education. Hard disagree. <laughs> but don't you see the paradox there? Yeah. He's a clever boy. No. <laughs> He's, uh, um, I, I would get the feeling that like talking with GK Chesterton would be really annoying. These are just like, so the, he engaged in a lot of like civil debate with a lot of contemporaries. Yeah, of course he did. And, yes. And well, actually. Right. And it's, it's just like the like level of, of privilege that has to be acknowledged of the amount of like time that one has just right. to spend the day with hg wells discussing yeah the I mean, finer points but to, you be, know. to be fair those are the only people pr- producing media that we have still you know what i mean like to yes you're know, like now everybody and their dog has time to like write a blog right but like you know what i mean like yeah yeah it's just very it the, i guess one of the reasons why i felt like he was not a fun topic was that like just the stuffy yeah, like for sure into like entitled nature you know it's just like yeah, so um, he's contemporaries with Bernard Shaw and Bertrand Russell and Clarence Darrow, just like these are his people. Got it. Um, he, a debate rages on today whether or not he was anti-Semitic. <laughs> and to me, that, if there is a debate that rages on for you're, that you're long, anti-Semitic. there's probably some degree of anti-Semitism going on there. Um, yeah, how is it? A, does, is there any examples of like, so, he could have been talking about them? <laughs> um well, there's, yeah, there's, there are a lot of caricatures of Jews in his fiction, um, but not called Jews. No, they, they, they are. Oh, okay. Um, and they're always the bad guy. They're like exaggerations of stereotypes. Um, okay. And, uh, he went so far as to basically acknowledge this in like a retrospective autobiography sort of writing where he, he started talking about being charged with antisemitism and <laughs> he, he says of this, it was quote, something for which my friends and I were for a long period rebuked and even reviled, which is like, Oh, that sounds like a confession to me. Like, <laughs> um, that's a acknowledge like, yeah, it's like, no, we took flack for that. <laughs> D- did you do it? Not going to say. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a little bit. Oh, okay. Certainly by um, today's social media standards, For the sure. man would be canceled. Yeah. Um, in an academic standpoint, I guess I understand why the debate rages on. You have only his writings to go by and whatever. <clears throat> yeah. But um, probably an anti-Semite. It's <sighs> yeah, one of his other big claims to fame aside from the anti-Semitism <laughs> is uh, it, he is basically like directly the influence that um, converted CS Lewis to Christianity. Oh, so that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Um, you've got another quotable guy there. Yeah, sure. 
Maybe not you. No, I know. I just people do like C.S. Lewis very much. So Diana, for my wife, for a year or so, worked for the C.S. Lewis Foundation. No, oh. and like more than anything, made me less inclined to be. He he's fine. Whatever. Just yeah. Like people obsessed with him irritate the fuck out of me. But people I'll, are I'll, into lions and closets and mirrors. This is what I know about C.S. Lewis. I mean, you're you didn't you're not missing. There's puddle gump as well. Puddle glump. Puddle glump. <laughs> Whatever. Puddle of mud. Yeah. Puddle of mud. Big fan. <laughs> we would fucking not- hate me. No, that's I'm sorry. That's not even puddle of mud. That's uh, fuck. Who is that? Oh, I don't know. What's the fucking band? Why do I have the mud vein? No, oh, <laughs> I forgot about mud vein. I, one of my friends was deeply into mud vein. No puddle of mud is that's um, uh, the uh, eye for an eye, right? Like, ah, for an eye. Like puddle of mud is she hates me. You were right. Okay, she fucking. So who am I thinking of? Mud Honey. Oh, what? So I got Mud Honey is a deep cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not for here. Oh, not for here. No, no. Um, yeah, Puddle of Mud. Puddle. Is, yeah, she she, she hates fucking me. hates me. Yeah, yeah. Also, la, blur, la, la, la. blurry and control were their other uh, strings of singles. I gotta interrupt. I can't think about Puddle of Mud without that lyric of like, I love the way you smack my ass. <laughs> I love the dirty things you do. Yeah. I forgot about that too. Yeah. Wait, is that right? I think so. I want to be sure that that's. Yeah, that's puddle of mud. That's she control. Fucking hates Boy, me. what a dumb series of singles. Wow. Was it because it was like vaguely controversial? Like, <laughs> oh man, it's so explicit. I don't know. It's gross. Um, that was that's uh, sophomore year of high school for me. Was when like. She fucking hates. Yeah. She so hates you me. get uh, G.K. Chesterton, you get C.S. Lewis, and then you get Puddle of Mud. Yes. This is that's, that is a progression. <laughs> the, yeah. And there's a deep cut of mud honey. Uh, C.S. Lewis does this. I think this might defy your fat man with the uh, initials. Oh, C.S. Lewis was like wiry and yeah. lean. Mm-hmm. The problem. Is, uh, <laughs> here's the thing about fat guys: Puddle of Mud or C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to bring another character into the into the okay. Moments. So. C.S. Lewis people feel like uh, Tolkien light. This is like there's um, <laughs> L.I.T.E. light. Not- yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, s- similar to the um, witches of Instagram fans of C.S. <laughs> Lewis are, you- <laughs> are, are one that I am like leery of crossing. Oh, I like I am not. OK, great. Witches of Instagram. I huge respect for. Mm-hmm. I don't I want to fuck with witch, witches or like pagans of Instagram either. Yeah. I, but like C.S. Lewis fans, like I, I could take 10 physically. Oh, I think. okay. I think. Uh, well, but- you heard it here, folks. <laughs> uh, you'll you'll be able to take what are they going to do? They're going to send a like they're going to send like a, a, a right, animatro- yeah. animatronic oh. uh, lion after oh, me because you're just like so safe and secure in your quarantine. You're just like <laughs> sending threats out. I could take 10 people. Oh, well, guess we'll never know. No. Guess we'll never know. Come out of your wardrobe and get me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, send uh, what's this? But Eustace after me, and like uh, and Lucy, and fuck you all. Oh, you've lost me. Oh, uh, there was like a couple years where, at for some apparent reason, a teacher show in, in, in like grade school. Every lunch, we would watch the BBC version of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, like, it's it's that like so bad it's good type characters because they have an animatronic lion for Aslan that mm. just like they had 
zero money for so it's jaw moved and it's two front paws moved and oh, that's yeah. it yeah and so it would like Katy perry would use that later in the super bowl correct mm-hmm. and but like Katy perry's was infinitely better because <laughs> it would just be this like green screened lion with its paws going up and down opposite each other like it was on like a sure like a pedal system so that they, they could never be <laughs> yeah. independently connected they were they were dependent on each other so they go up and right. down it's like, and its head would go up and down uh-huh. and it would go <sighs> Just flying for wow. like hours. And they does kept the cutting. Lion, does the lion talk? Does it have lines? Yes. Later it does. And so it would just like. But well, it, it arr, would. Arr, arr. Yeah. It would, so it would be like this, you know, gravitas English voice oh, yeah. would say, my children, uh-huh. you know, whatever. <laughs> and do whatever the fuck it was doing. But for most of the time, all I remember is Aslan like flying through. And it would just be these clouds like whipping past yeah. in the background. <laughs> anyway, uh, what I was going to say, like Tolkien people also annoy the hell out of me because they like. <laughs> I'm just, I'm putting everybody on blast. Well, you're safe in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Come, come, come get, send your ends after me. Yeah. Tolkien people. Everybody's like starting their list of things to do once they're able to do things <laughs> in the world. And you're starting to get more and more people who are like confront Adam. Yes. Yeah. About his, his Lewis Tolkien. Yeah. No. Find nine other Tolkien fans and accost Adam. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, no, but the thing like, with Tolkien. Well, is, how many Tolkien fans do you think you you said you could take 10 C.S. Lewis fans? How many Tolkien fans? Tolkien would be tougher. I think that there are a few Tolkien's who could take me. Who could I think take you're going to get no a problem. lot of big, big guys. Yeah, but I could outrun most of the big guys. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, okay. just because I've been running. Sure. Like a lot during quarantine. So yeah. I'm hoping that could outrun the big them. boys might also be running right now. That's true, too. So uh, we might have fast big boys after yes. this pandemic. Here's the problem with Tolkien. And I challenge any Tolkien person to I want a like, number. Oh, uh, one. I think oh, okay. I think at best I could take. OK, one. great. Because uh, Tolkien, Tolkien fans are much. And this is the thing. The audience is much broader. It's a larger. Sure, group of yeah, people. yeah. The problem with Tolkien. I'll just put it on record that I could take no fans of either franchise. Oh, yes, you could. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you would, but I think you could. Okay. Like backed into a corner. I appreciate your support. <laughs> You're scrappy. There's an undercurrent of like, okay. Of like the claws will come out and yeah, I mean, I'm not running anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the problem with Tolkien, and I don't think any Tolkien fans would, would, would disagree with me is that he's the first. And so like, he doesn't get all of the tropes right because no one had ever done it before. Yeah, sure. And the tropes weren't there. Right. And he created all of the, you know, he, he created the, the, the modern concept of elves and orcs and, uh, and what modern fantasy, like epic fantasy looks like. That's great. But I think there's so many other people who have done it so much better afterwards that have iterated upon it and gotten infinitely better mm-hmm. at it. And it, that, that his stuff while groundbreaking and I think like commendable and, you know, put him on the shelf yeah. isn't good anymore. Mm-hmm. it's I, basically just a, a Tolkien. I think it's that thing where like a, a, a original, the, the, like the originator of a genre gets too much credit of like, if you're all your list, if all your, if you're like, I don't understand the going back and rewatching the Peter Jackson movies over and over and over. I don't understand the rereading of these books specifically over and over and over because I don't think that they, they certainly don't hold up. Mm-hmm. They don't, their characters are not rich anything that you're bringing to them is your imagination, yeah. which is great. I, I'm, I commend the people doing, but like, but like read something with actual character development. And then you can see, like Frodo and Bilbo don't grow. They 
Sure. That's the kind of like the defining characteristics of literally everybody in the Tolkien series is that they do not change. Mm -hmm. Like they are one dimensional and that's the redeeming factor is like they are like honorable all the way through. Anyway, well, rant done. Uh, I don't know how much of that I'm going to cut out. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope you don't. And I hope you also don't cut out that people can find you at Coffee Postal on Twitter um, for any complaints. <laughs> uh, I have one last thing, and this is uh, it, it relates to uh, Catholic Corner. Okay. Um, he it has been proposed that uh, Chesterton be beatified, um, which, as you know, is a step on the road to. Canada, yeah. Um, so, you know, big deal. Should we ask Evie what she thinks I haven't about been that? nominated. Me either. Um, uh, you have to be dead. That's part of it. Um, that's all I have about Chesterton. Um, and that's all we have really about this, uh, uh, conservatism series. I hope, I hope you enjoyed it and maybe learned something about the past that, and how it relates to the future or has built to big air quotes this moment. I mean, it, it would be interesting to see, you know, a hundred years from now. Cause like, I do think that you're, you're absolutely right. The Chesterton like, uh, distribute, distributism, distributism, distributism. Yeah. I wanted to add another yeah. syllable in there, but like his distributism very much built to, I'd say the last 20 years yeah. in politics. Yeah. Um, and like specifically like Christian politics, um, it'll be interesting, like, you know, say a hundred years if that's, well, it's, it, well, and it's also like, you know, both with socialism and any offshoot therein, you get, you know, like any, any momentum that any of that had, like, World War Two, you know, you you have you have <laughs> wars in here that just like boom boom, you know, like nobody's nope. talking about anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're just rebuilding, yeah, and and sure. there's going to be war profiteers in the middle who just like <laughs> who end up getting all the money. Yeah. Um. So you know, alternate timeline. It would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, where where these ideas could have gone. I mean, that uh, doesn't bode well for humanity, just in general. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Um. That does it. Let's wrap it up. All right. Cool. Hey, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at KJVPod on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, and like we said at the beginning of the show, since we're, we'll be wrapping the regular episodes up in the next few weeks or so. So be watching for announcements about the new ventures going forward. They'll be coming soon uh, once we kind of solidify what we're doing. Uh, thanks to Mascaras and Resurrection Records for our theme song, Kixadi, off the album El Moran. And this week's Resurrection Records artist is Dirty Cheetah. It's like Chester the Cheetah, but dirtier. Yeah, GK Chester the Cheetah. Oh, fuck. It was right there. Yeah. All right. G.K. Chester the cheetah. Uh, it's dirty cheating. It's a really fat animated cheetah Bleh. eating cheetahs. I mean. It works. So Chester the cheetah becomes G.K. Chester the cheetah <laughs> after eating all the cheetos. Yes. Got it. And then he just sits around and pontificates. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then becomes Tony the tiger? No. 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 How is Tony the Tiger so like barrel chested? How does he not like that? Just like obviously. Yeah, but doesn't shouldn't that fall and become a beer gut? No. You must not be eating your frosted flakes. I I have not. Look at this chest I've when got. Was Adam. The, when was the last time you had frosted flakes? Oh, like at, like two three months ago. Oh really? Oh, I'm a sugar cereal boy. Oh, yeah yeah yeah. But like frosted flakes. Yeah. I mean they're great. You've just said all you need to say. That's true. This episode was sponsored by Frosted, Frosted Flakes. Flakes. Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. <laughs> uh, bring out the uh, love of little boys in you. What? Kellogg. Didn't we do the whole thing about Kellogg? Like <laughs> being obsessed with, with young men? This Where's ad you? copy is weird. <laughs> yeah. Kellogg's, what are you doing? <laughs> two scoops of raisins. Two scoops of raisins. 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 <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I just <laughs> thought, like, oh, that's how Toucan Sam talks. 
raison flavored. It's all the new podcast. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the new podcast. Raison talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we we definitely talked about Kellogg and his uh, like his boys giving him enemas. Yes, we did. Yeah, so two scoops of raisins and your enema. <laughs> Got it. Uh, <laughs> you can find links to the songs that we we mentioned like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of things on our website, kingjamesvirgin.com. That'll do it for us this week. Until next week, you know, Adam. The thing I love most about ending a podcast is not ending a podcast. <laughs> Results. Sonic Bazaar. <laughs>